0: these are good days with leanne miller
1: and matt barris
0: okay matt are we're be- back yeah we're back we're gonna jump right in what was your good day
1: okay we i've actually had a lot of good days but here's one um that sticks out to me is our oldest is a third grader and it's one of those ages so he's our oldest so i'm going through this for the first time it's kind of a fun age because he's still a kid. Yeah. But he's kind of into older things. Like he's, um, he loves reading. So he's into Harry Potter. He's into like Percy Jackson, like those kind of books. Really discovered. Um, He's really trying out his humor, I which is that. fun because yeah. my wife and I love like joking with him and stuff like that. And he's, he's really pretty responsible too. Um, I mean, we still have to get after him. But anyway, it's fun watching <laughs> him like evolve into this little... man Man. like this human yeah he's not just a kid anymore so this is just such a funny thing to me so i think my generation maybe more than others um really values and loves nostalgia like things that just make us feel good so like what's wrong for you you know i love disney so i love the like the the vintage stuff. I love the stories behind it because it's one of those things that's just nostalgic to me. Um and just is a constant and a steady. So anyway, I was looking on um we downloaded the Peacock app, which is like NBC's yeah, yeah, live yeah. streaming, whatever. And it said one of the most popular shows was Murder She Wrote. Do you know what Murder She <gasps> yes, Wrote is? I know so it's with true. Angela Lansbury yes, who passed away yes. um this past into. 2022. It's a good show. Um and it I start I started watching like I watched an episode by myself one night. And my wife loves true crime podcasts. So I was like, "Hey, have you ever watched this?" And she's like, "No, I didn't really watch it when I was a kid, but I'll try it." And both of us were like, "Oh my gosh, we love this show." Um if you haven't watched it, it's a great show. Um <laughs> so we were watching it and our third grader was like, "Um what are you guys watching?" And we were like, "Well, it's called Murder She Wrote." and it's about this author that investigates murders with the police and butts herself in and she usually solves the crime and blah blah blah. And he was like, "Huh, so he just kind of like paid attention to it and he has become obsessed with the murder she wrote." <laughs> Here's what I like about it for I him. Love that. Is it's like an early 80s TV yes. show. It has there are a couple episodes yeah. like there was one that was about like a brothel we didn't watch that one there were, so there's a couple that I was like, uh, this isn't really age appropriate for but for the most part it's kind of still yes. it's kind of age appropriate it yeah, reminds me of clean. like British TV mm-hmm. sometimes yes. which yes. is like there there's yes. not a lot of stuff Good that's for unexpected. An eight-year-old, yeah. Yes. And so he has loved Murder She Wrote that. to the point the other night where he was like, MSW, <laughs> MSW, and was cheering for us to watch Murder She Wrote. Now, our five year old is not into Murder She Wrote Life, but it's, it's been a really funny thing. Oh, so this okay. winter, one of our binge TV shows has been Murder She Wrote on Peacock.
0: That is the <laughs> Which best. I love. That's the best.
1: And then he made the connection we were watching something with Beauty and the Beast, and he was like, oh, that's Jessica, which is not Angel. <laughs> Land- that's her name that's in the show. So it's really funny. That's awesome. So that's I been a fun that. thing for I us. I love
0: that. Okay, here's mine. You know, when you have adult children, um, it's so awesome when they... not just support you but like speak life into you like so i i'm 54 you know i love to throw on but i'm 54 (laughs) and my kids are um are 28 now well 28 on january 26 yeah he was 28 and um 23 and so and i just launched i just newly launched um the founders joy scout troop Which is really cooking in my kitchen via Zoom with me twice a month. And then also once a month talking about a a life value like joy or love or service or generosity, whatever. And and Joey, well, both of them are just incredible cheerleaders. But um, Joey, it's amazing how it feels when your child, you know, we cheer our children on. You know right. when they're when they're when they're Luca and Fitz and Remy yeah. age, You know we cheer them on. It's a totally different feeling when you start getting that back in your life from your kids. Right. So like so Joey will, you know, almost daily be like, "Okay, how's it going, Mom? How's Joy Scouts going? Oh, like, I love and, that. and and I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for doing this because it's doing something different. Because as you get older, it's very easy to get. Uh, it's very easy to get in a rhythm not that rhythms are bad they're not but in a rhythm to the point where you just are comfortable and you don't do anything new and stimulating right and you just kind of do this, the same thing over and over every day and i think it can make your scope or your vision or your like the way you even view your world right. smaller and so um i just think it it should not go unnoticed when children and if you are a 20 something or 30 something listening to this don't underestimate don't underestimate the the value of your words to your parents as far as encouragement absolutely it it does really mean a absolutely. lot absolutely and i
1: think as a parent you know i think when you're the kid you probably are like, should I say that to my parents? Yeah, you That's don't. Weird. You, or you, or or you like, think
0: they don't need to hear it?
1: Absolutely. And I think it just means so much. I mean, on a smaller scale, when our, like this winter, going through the holidays, and even now we, we have a habit of saving some of our kids' toys back. Um, and we save them for snow days. So when we get something like that out, our kids are so thankful. And at this age, when you hear that, Mm -hmm, it's really meaningful. mm -hmm. But then when your kids, when you're at your age and your kids can actually speak life into you beyond just thank you, like that's, that's that's amazing. That's a good day. That is a good day.
0: And you know, that's another thing. You, you can speak life into someone's day and really just literally make their day by saying, just some key things, like a couple sentences of like, "Hey, I've been seeing how hard you're working. I've been seeing what you're doing. I'm really proud of you, mom." Like, right? I, I mean, huge. That's right. Just, those are
1: those are. I love that. Yeah, good words, good days. I love that. Well, today we actually want to talk about what does it mean to age and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to age gracefully? And what does that look like? So you know I always come in with the stats hot. Yeah. So here's here's the, the what I want to say. The beauty industry in America is a huge oh. industry. I-, I looked up what is and I specifically wanted to say I specifically in Google said um the industry connected to anti-aging is what I what I put oh, in. Oh okay. Yeah. So this isn't, I don't know where this, you know, statistics, you can make them say whatever you want, really. So I don't know what this all encompasses, but just to give you a reference point for how big the anti-aging industry is in America. Lots of billions, lots of billions of dollars. In 2021, that industry was a $60 billion industry. Believe it. I believe it. It is, the anti-aging industry is projected to be $119 billion industry by 2030. That is doubling in less than 10 years. Wow. 60 billion to 119 billion. It's all billion.
0: That Botox, man. That's
1: that is insane. So what is it? What is it with aging? So you here's where well, we'll I'll I'll start with this. Okay. The perspective of a man and a woman in the aging process is very different. I think there are such different expectations oh, um, on men and women. And I think for me, um, I have aged, I'm 37. I'm going to be 38 soon and I'm getting gray hair. I have a lot of laugh lines. I have crow's feet and people have made comments about my hair. That is always positive. I have never had someone say something about like the silver or the salt and pepper coming in my hair in a negative way. It's always been positive. It's always been like, Ooh, that's going to come in nice or, you know, something to that effect. And I'm not sure that's the same experience for women, but I do not feel pressure at all to not look the age that I am at all. And I think that might be a different experience for women.
0: Well, I mean, all you have to do, Matt, is look at the media. I mean, look at the Real Housewives. Right. Like, look at that enterprise. Look at that whole the the those series. I right. Mean, the the real The real, the real, house men of <laughs> Los Angeles, you know, would yeah. probably have great suits and nice hair and all of that, but they it 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 would not be the same. Right. So I I I think that I hold maybe. A perspective that a lot of people re- will resonate with is that, you know, I'm not going to do a whole lot to fight this thing. Right. Like, I mean, I have a hard time getting my face washed at bedtime at least four <laughs> times a week. So I doubt I'm going to be doing any kind of real, uh, like Botox and lifts and, and listen, I, I have friends that, that do Botox that, that they love it. Right. they, do it, they feel like, you know, some of their deep lines, that that it just helps fill those in and makes them feel better. And, you know, I I think it's personal. I think it's personal to how you feel about yourself. Absolutely. I feel like I've earned every single one of these laugh lines or even, you know, deep lines in my forehead or my brow, or I just don't feel the need to, um, to try to reverse that because the truth is I am aging. I'm 54. I'm, I'm aging. I'm getting, I'm getting older. We're all getting older. And I, I, um, yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of incredible science behind why women try to kind of fight it. But I, I'm not, not I'm not one of them. So
1: this is interesting. My, um, I don't remember which one of my boys said this, but they said, they asked me, why do people not want to share their age? They thought that was really bizarre that people don't want to say how old they are. And I was like, I've never really thought about that. You know, I was always just taught don't really ask people their age. But my kids didn't understand why you wouldn't. Um and then recently um oh, <laughs> this is so random, but um Barbara Walters passed away a couple weeks mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. And Barbara Walters, wow. I believe she, was, she was, 93. was 93. She was 93 when she died. And then going back to Angela Lansbury, <laughs> um, this should just be called the Angela Lansbury podcast. But going back to Angela Lansbury, you know, we watched Murder, She Wrote. And then I was, Luca said, well, what, what does she look like right now? And I said, well, she actually passed away last year in 2022. And he said, oh, that's so sad. And I said, you know, Maybe. Like that could be sad. But you know what's so great is they got to be in their nineties. Yeah. Like when was, I look was at Angela someone Hensbury in her nineties. I believe so. Oh, wow. And when I look That's at someone awesome. like Barbara Walters yeah. and I look what at her life. being ninety three years old and what she was able to accomplish and I feel like, you know, another person that died about a year ago was Betty White. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I look at some of those people. Now I don't know what they did cosmetically. I'm not I'm not really referencing anything like that. I loved the way that they aged. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. that they seemed connected to younger generations. Yeah, right. I loved that Barbara Walters was intentional about legacy mm-hmm. and was intentional about connecting with other female um news reporters. Mm-hmm. I love those kind of things. And I think Aging, I think there's a lot of pressure on the beauty side of aging. but I think the really beautiful and meaningful part of aging is the gift that it is.
0: Yes. And I, I think Matt, that brings up a really good point in, in that I think sometimes um, younger generation can overlook, people who are older. Yes. I think it's I think it's kind of why some people some older people feel not not as seen anymore yeah. or not valued or overlooked. And the truth is there are so many older people that are a wealth of wisdom Absolutely. and knowledge and could just I mean, we, we've come across some really great older women this last year. Um, uh, Nini's one of them, Molly Blint's mom. Do you know that, um, my mentor, Marion Beachy, uh, love, love, love. I mean, and these are women in their seventies and eighties who have just so much life under their belt and to ask them a question about what do you think of that? And what do you, what do you think about this? Or or, I had this conversation with my kids the other day. What would, what would, what would would be your advice? And their advice is always just so thoughtful and mm-hmm. always so, well, they've, they've lived a life, you know? Right. And I think that, um, if you're somebody, you're younger and you, and you are looking around your life and you have really wise older people in your life, lean into that. Absolutely. Ask them for coffee as much as you can, <laughs> can yeah. go to coffee with Absolutely. them or drop by for tea or, you know, because, um, there's just so much, um, quality there and so much wisdom there that that is just i think sometimes untapped
1: and i think it takes a little bit of work on both parts right because i think we know the stereotype of old crotchety <laughs> right. and right, we know right, the right, stereotype right, right, right. of young and reckless that's just going to do what they want right and the reality is is when you when you can look past those stereotypes and you find the wisdom and the knowledge you know if you're if you are a younger person humbling yourself and asking those questions yes. and if you're an older person also being willing to to hear maybe a different perspective yes,
0: and being relevant like So I
1: think th- those two people in particular uh, are also great at hearing other perspectives yes. and understanding.
0: Yes, and I and really the the profile people that I'm always intrigued to 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 knowing more about and listening more and learning more from them are usually very well read.
1: Mm. They're mm-hmm. usually
0: um they're usually keeping a journal, writing a journal, writing things down. Yeah. They're, they're, they're watching documentaries or mm-hmm. new things. They're staying relevant. Right. You know, because to your point, we also know older people that allow themselves to just get grumpy. Right. And narrow minded. And, and it's my way or no way at I And mean, right. There's plenty of, there's plenty of the older generation like that, but there are plenty of just, just men and women out there that are, even looking for for people to absolutely to pour their wisdom into and yeah, so if
1: so. you were to to talk to a younger person, somebody in their thirties, you know, you talked a lot about your relationship with Miriam. How do you find that person? Like, what would you what advice would you give to somebody if they're like, yes, I want a mentor or I want to connect with older people? What would you say to them? Like, where do I find this person, and how do you start that process? Well,
0: that's a great question. I would say. If you're not involved in a church, because, of course, the first place I think of is like a church community. Right. Um, there, every single town has a senior center. Right. And you know who I think about that goes to the senior center? Our friend Carlos Whitaker's yeah. dad yeah. goes to his local senior center. Aww. Now, his dad is amazing. Yeah, like, his dad's so, awesome. So if we take the profile of, of, of Furman, of, of Carlos's dad, right, or his mom, incredible people so a senior center would be an incredible place to stop in and say hey are there do you have some needs here and are right. there people here that I could get to know and you might be pleasantly pleasantly surprised right. at, um, at at people you find at the senior center yeah
1: that's a great tip where what else would you suggest
0: um well like I said church, I don't know, Matt. Where else besides there? Those are really the two places I think I sometimes really think of.
1: I think it sometimes it takes courage to. My wife will say this my wife will see an older person that dresses in a way that she would want to dress right. or like, acts in a way cool. that they yeah. want to mm-hmm. act. And she will go up and say, I love the way you're dressing. Um, or i love how spunky you are you're somebody i would love to be like when i when i get older and i think having the courage maybe to walk up mm-hmm. to a stranger mm-hmm. and um you know just start a conversation okay. the other thing i think about is one of our other friends shannon martin shannon talks about being a good neighbor to people yeah right no Your doubt wherever you live sure. is you probably have a neighbor you know in our day in the church days it was the shut-ins you probably have a neighbor that doesn't get out very much, yeah, or right. is you know, maybe uncomfortable leaving their home right, or driving right. or those types of things. Um, maybe finding them and yes. reaching out to them and yeah, just that's a good idea, you know, knocking on their door with a pot of soup okay. or a loaf you're, of bread.
0: You're gonna think I'm crazy, but this thought just went through my mind, yeah. And I think it's a great idea, okay. Okay, Most, most women in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, we have a hairdresser. That's true. And I'm telling you, my my, hair, my hairdresser, my hairstylist, Sandra, knows everybody in
1: this She town. knows everybody.
0: Everybody. So if I said to Sandra, Sandra, would you have somebody that would make an amazing mentor for me? She would have probably five people yeah. off yeah. the top of her head in literally T-minus five seconds. Yeah, that's right. That she would be able to tell me would be amazing mentors and would say... Hey, listen, I will reach out to them. I will give them your number. And I think this would be a good match for you. Right. That's a, I think that's a great idea. Also, if you have a clinical counselor, or if you have a counselor, yeah. they're also usually a wealth of people and information right. too.
1: Um, one of my favorite mentors, I haven't really talked about my mentor yet, but um, we don't meet anymore. Um, time and distance has made it harder. But for years, I would meet um, mm-hmm. Tom Lee. Mm-hmm for breakfast in Walnut Creek. And you know, our friendship and our mentoring was centered on reading books together. So we would choose different books. So he would choose a book and we would read it and we would talk about it. Then I would choose a book and we would read it and talk about it. And I found him through church. Um, I, I, was the children's pastor at that time and he was the family court judge. So we both had an interest in children and families and um, communities and those types of things. And so I think maybe even finding someone in your industry. So if you yeah, are in great. HR, yeah, finding an older person yeah. in HR that you're like, Hey, yeah. I want to pick your yeah, brain. If that might give you a little more context rather than just a cold call, just to say, Hey, I noticed we, we kind of do the same thing or, you know, I work in education. I'm sure there are superintendents right. or principals um, that would, you know, another,
0: another place is Instagram. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, I've really met some wonderful people who've become wonderful friends, um, in life, in real life, true life friends through Instagram. So Instagram is an, is another place that, you know, my, um, you know, out of my community, like 14% of my community is over, the age of 55 so yeah. you know there, there there's are, a wealth of knowledge yeah, there there is yep
1: so Leon, if you were to talk to an older person what would you say to encourage them to create this relationship or to build into this relationship to
0: mentor someone yeah oh my goodness i would just say you are amazing and well, you know, anytime I talk to Miriam about being my mentor, she'll she'll always laugh she laughs. Like, laughs and yeah. She'll say, I'm not your mentor. You're more like my mentor. <laughs> and I think that's one of the beautiful parts right. about a true mentor really never says, I am your mentor. Right. Um, she has always said, I I'm just somebody that got put in your life to walk alongside you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I I don't feel like I walk ahead of you. I feel like we're side by side. And and that really is true. Right. So I would say, um, you know, for her, I met, also met her through church and through her, she, the, the way our relationship happened is she just saw something in me. She was on, she was in charge of our creative team at church and she just saw something in me that was like, Hmm, I'd like, I like this, i like this gal to start coming to our creative meetings. Right. She probably she has. brought a, you in. She, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so she just kind of brought me in and then through bringing me in, just kept asking me questions about myself. And so I think it's just like you said, it's just overcoming any reservations or fears about right. connecting with people and just saying, you know, do it. Oh yeah. Right. Making I'm yourself, just, do it. just really making yourself available. Yeah.
1: So Leanne, when we talk about aging, what does it mean to age gracefully to you? Cause we can talk about cosmetics and all that stuff, but that's not really, you know, that's not really where we want to go with this conversation because that's Mm -hmm. such a personal choice. Mm -hmm. Right. If you do some of those things or, you know, the outside appearance of what it looks like. Um, And we could come up with examples of you know, I think of Courtney Cox, who is like, I wish I didn't do so much plastic surgery. She said <laughs> that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and, she, you know, because she just looks so different. Right. And so we could talk about that, but that's not really no. where we want to go. Right. Our angle is what does it mean to you to age gracefully? And what does that look like in the context of our culture, aside from beauty standards and all that stuff?
0: Um, I think it's taking everything you've learned in life. And in a gentle way and in a loving way, in an open arms way, sharing that with the people around you mm. where it's received and not felt like you're preaching. Mm, like because that's a good word. Be- yeah, because I think I think sometimes when we get older we think that we we really are the expert. mean mm. you know, we can think we're the expert and so we can sound like we're 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 kind of preaching or talking right. at someone or telling them the way they're doing it's wrong. The way i'm telling you is right right and i think um i think aging gracefully is just taking the lessons that i've learned and gracefully kindly lovingly and with like thoughtfulness mm. sh- sharing that with people that are younger than me like this is what i've learned and i want to share it with you because it may help you right um your situation obviously No situation is the same. Your situation is obviously different, but this, this is what I feel about that. And this is what I've learned about people. Um, and, and doing that in such a way that someone walks away and says, you know, I'm going to really think about what Mm -hmm. she said because Mm -hmm. that was good Yeah, to me. That's, that's graceful aging.
1: Yeah, that's good. I think too, for me, when I think about someone who ages gracefully, it is, um, they have a perspective that it's not over yet.
0: Right. Oh, that's good.
1: That they know. You know, I we have such weird it's like when my child said to me, Why are people weird about their age? Yeah. We have such weird terms like middle age <laughs> and over the hill. Like those kind Ugh. of things are just kind of weird when you or, actually think about it. Um
0: all washed up.
1: Right. Because <laughs> like I think when I think about someone aging gracefully, I think of them knowing that it's not over, yes. that if we're not at the finish line, like it's not over till it's over. And for me, a person that really embodied that for me would be my grandpa, um, which you knew. Um So my grandpa, um, I called him Pappy. What he did that I want to learn from as I age is something that was important to him? was he always had a sense of adventure or he always mm-hmm. was planning for something mm-hmm. that he'd mm-hmm. never experienced right. before? And so my I lived overseas in Australia and when my grandpa was in his 70s went snorkeling with me in the Great Barrier Reef. You know, when my grandpa um, retired from his full-time job as a, a builder, he was he owned a custom house business. When he was done with that, he volunteered his time um building at a, a youth camp for kids.
0: Yeah, it wasn't he kind of like the like, fix it guy, yeah. the handyman. And the... so
1: when I see people like that that are like, hey, maybe my career, you know, my right. formal day yeah. job ended when I was fifty five or sixty or sixty five, they know that it's not over. Right. You know, it's not over till it's over. Well
0: and also those same people are not people that are thinking about themselves.
1: Absolutely. All the time.
0: Now I, is it important to have self care and and do you want to um, be part of a quilting bee or a right. tennis club? Sure, great. Go for Those it. are great things. But also, it's about others. It's Absolutely. about service and others and and taking what you've learned in life and and sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I think um, I think one thing I've seen is as people have aged that I think is hard is when it becomes so self focused that it's like you can't. Talk to that person without them talking all about themselves and what's happening with themselves and, and how they're, you know, whether it's ailments or not getting out or their kids not coming to see them or all of those things. Right. Um, I think that if, if you can stay in a posture of, of service or doing for others, that won't happen. Absolutely. Both your grandparents have been very good examples. And my mom,
1: I've watched my mom, um, do that. She mentors three kids, um, in our local middle schools. Um, and she just is always busy with other people and yeah. giving to other yeah. people. Yeah. And I'm, I have learned so much from that. That's aging gracefully. It really is. Yeah. It's aging gracefully in the way that you serve other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Leanne, let's age gracefully. Let's oh. hold each other accountable yes. as we get older that I'm always inquisitive of your wisdom.
0: Yes. You, you <laughs> actually want me to start cross
1: stitching. I do. Or, I would or, love to see you embroider. Embroider. Yes. I want our friends to Geelong cool. with Jen to teach you yes. how to do it. Okay, um, try. So, well, thank you for joining us in this conversation <laughs> yes. on aging. I hope that you took something away from that where it's, we can think about aging. It's not a, a looming thing.
0: No, it's not an awful it's, thing. No,
1: it's actually a badge of honor yes. to say I've lived life. I've experienced some things. And then in turn, sharing it with other people in a way that's graceful and loving so whether your days have been ordinary or extraordinary we hope that you see that these are good days